Hello, and welcome to Imprint Podcast, where we share sermons and conversations about faith, life, and culture. We believe it's the mark Jesus makes in us that allows us to positively mark our world. To find out more about life at Imprint, please head over to weareimprint.org for more information. We hope you are blessed by today's content. doing a great job, doing a great job, but yeah, like Gloria said, my name is Anka, um, by office, I am a prophet, by, by trades, I am a um, software developer, um, in fact, I even used to be the, the um, deputy pastor for Imprint Leicester, your cousin's up in Imprint Leicester, um, but now I've come down as the Lord has led to Imprint London uh, for however long I am here, um, but today, so I've come with more of a prophetic teaching for this season um, that Imprint London has found itself in, um, um, in the third year of Imprint. But before I even get there, I want us to pray. So let's just rise to our feet. And we're going to spend a f- few minutes in prayer. Um, but I'm, first of all, I'm not even going to give you any prayer point. I just want us to open our, our hearts and our mouths, and I want us to begin to pray. And so if you can pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. If you cannot, just pray in your understanding. But pray nonetheless that your hearts will be open. So just begin to pray. Begin to pray. Lift your voices. Forget whoever is to your right or to your left. Because let me tell you, as soon as you walk through those doors today, it became about you and God and you and God alone. So begin to lift your voice and pray. Pray that your hearts will be opened. Pray that your heart will be opened. That the soil of your heart will be prepared for every word, every good word that God will speak through me today. That every good word will fall into you. Good soil in your heart and grow to be fruitful trees. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody lift your voice and pray. Come on, pray, 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 pray. One more minute, very quickly. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts to receive. Ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to enter your hearts so that you can receive today. Come on, come on, pray, pray. 30 more seconds, just pray, just pray. Oh Lord, prepare the soil of our hearts. Come on, pray, pray, pray. 30 more seconds. Just pray. Just pray. Oh, we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, I just pray that, Lord, may every heart in this place be opened. May the soil of every heart be prepared so that every good word that proceeds from my mouth, O Lord, will fall into good soil and grow to be fruitful trees. I thank you, Lord. I pray every distraction that may present itself be seized and silenced right now as we we delve into your word today. I pray any blockage there is be broken right now that we may receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May be seated. Now, like I said, today we're going into a bit more of a um, a deeper teaching. Um, It's going to be more of a prophetic teaching. But I implore you nonetheless, make notes. Make notes. I understand that the the people here who are new um, to the faith, people who may have just been saved recently, 
um, who have been walking with God very recently, um, I understand that some of the things that I'm going to speak today are a little bit deeper. Nonetheless, I implore you, I encourage you, make notes. Because one day the Lord will remind you when you reach that level of understanding, He will remind you what was spoken today. Because today what I've come with, yes, it's a prophetic teaching, but also there are keys to success for your life. And so I don't want any of you to miss, regardless of if you've been walking with God for 10 years or if you're a new Christian, I do not want you to miss what the Lord has for you today. So I implore you, make notes. If your pride is telling you no, fight your pride. Fight your pride and make notes, I, I implore you. Wait, let's just turn to Proverbs 29, chapter 29, verse 18, very quickly. Very, very quickly. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. And it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. The NIV translation, it reads this way. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. So the point is clear. That without prophecy, without divine revelation or vision, people will cast off all restraint. But the word of God, which is his law, provides vision and guidance for the living and those who follow it will be blessed that's what the scripture is saying all people need a vision to sustain them in life and i believe as christians we are called to be a people of vision we must learn to set a goal or a target in front of our eyes for us to gaze upon you see it is only when we aim at something we have any chance of hitting it any chance the Apostle Paul, who is a great example of this, he says in the book of Philippians chapter 3, in fact, let's turn there very quickly. The book of Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 15. Let's turn there very quickly. And he says in verse 13, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so Paul here is illustrating the principle that vision is the power that sustains. So whatever we keep in front of our eyes, it will determine our outcome. That's what Paul is saying. And then it's this vision that you receive from God that becomes a part of your foundation. The purpose you receive from him as he speaks to you becomes a driving force that will push you through these perilous seasons that you may encounter, which you will encounter. The prophet Daniel says in chapter 10, as the Lord spoke to me, I was strengthened. And so when the Lord speaks to us about his plans for us and what he thinks about us, and then we go through these types of seasons, you know, any difficult, any perilous season, we persevere through them knowing what, the, what God has said. Now, I'm sure most of us are familiar with the verse that says, perseverance produces character and character hope. But let me tell you, you will find it very difficult to run in perseverance if you have not yet asked God for a vision for your life. So this is what I'm saying to you now is more than just you know, asking God, is this going to be a good season or a bad season? No, no. Because we have this confidence that whatever, as the scriptures say, whatever the enemy meant for evil, God will turn to our God. Amen? 
But I say this because every time we enter into a new season, which we as Imprint London have, it's, it's essential that we define what that season is. And so, as, as some of you may know, a month ago, a month and a half ago, Imprint London turned three years old. And at that a birthday service that we had, I shared a word with the team. And I shared how the season of this next year for Imprint London is going to be one of, of the God of Covenant, where we're going to see the promises of God come to pass at a, at a, at a pace that you have never seen before. But also, I prophesy that this season is going to be one of the favor of God. Whereas these promises come to pass, the favor of God will be applied on the promises that you will receive even more than you ask for. So that is the season that Imprint London is in for this next year. But so today, I want to teach on this word um, that I shared. So if you want a title for the word, you can call it the God of Covenant and Favor. That is your title for today. The God of Covenant and Favor. And so I encourage you that as, as I go through this teaching, that you make notes. That you make notes. So I want to begin very quickly talking about covenants. I'm not going to spend much time on covenants at all. I want to focus on favor for today. However, I want to define covenants for you. So what are covenants? I'm going to write this down. Covenants are oaths and contractual agreements made between two or more entities, usually with one being of greater stature and power. I'll repeat that. Covenants are oaths or contractual agreements made between two or more entities, usually with one being of greater stature or power. And so we see through Scripture that you, know, you can have a covenant between yourself and God, like Abraham and God. You can have covenants between yourself and another person, like David and Jonathan. But also, as far as marriage is concerned, uh, is concerned, it, it is... You know, people will say the covenant of marriage is one of the most powerful. Why? Because it's made between three entities. Yourself, another person, but also God. And so in other words, covenants are promises that have been made which are bound by conditions. And I believe this is crucial for us to understand in this next season because, like I said, God is in the business of fulfilling promises throughout this next year. And so we have to understand that even as the current series that we're in right now, which is reaching our city, it takes the people of vision to reach a city. And so I ask you, what has God spoken to you? What has He spoken to you about yourself, your family, your city, your business, your job, your ministry, your career, whatever the case may be? What has God spoken to you? But then I also ask you, are you going to sit by idly and expect it all just to come to pass? Or will you align with God? Will you partner with God for the promise He's made? How do we align? First of all, by faith. And secondly, by the conditions that He has made when He made it. So we have to understand that when God prophesies or when God speaks a word or makes His promises, more often than not, there are conditions attached to the word. We see all throughout Scripture there are conditions. And so if you may have forgotten what they are, ask God again. He will remind you. But just remember that a, we partner with God by faith. And secondly, by the conditions He made to us. Some of these conditions may be as simple as, okay, pray, intercede, things like that. Some may be a little bit, little bit more meticulous. Nonetheless, there are conditions attached to every promise, every prophetic word. Amen? And so like I said, I shared a word about um, covenant and God's promises. But I also shared how 
we're entering into a season where the grace, where a grace called favor will be re released upon us. Whereby every promise that comes to pass, we will see it come to pass at a greater measure because of this grace of favor. And so I actually want to spend time talking about favor tonight. And see, I believe that this grace for some reason is, is from what I've seen anyway. Um, from people I've spoken to, I've witnessed the same thing. That this grace called favor is one of the hardest that Christians or the most difficult that Christians have found to receive. You know, I have seen people receive the grace of prophetic so easily. The grace for revelation, so even the grace for miracles. I've seen people receive it so easily. Yet when it comes to this grace called favor, people, believers have, have difficulty receiving. Now I will be given five keys on how we can access and walk in uh, uh, this grace called favor. But I believe one of the reasons that believers struggle to receive it in the first place are some misconceptions surrounding this, this grace. And the misconception is that the favor of God is unmerited that you do not deserve it. But let me tell you, that is a lie from the enemy. The only unmerited aspect of favor is the salvation of God. That is your only unmerited. You did not deserve to be saved, yet God sent His Son. That's the only unmerited aspect. Yet every other aspect of the favor of God, you deserve it. Why? Because you are children of God. You are sons and daughters. Therefore, it is your very inheritance to walk in favor. It is your inheritance to have favor upon you. Let me even share some, some experiences this year that I have had with favor. Because when I tell you this year has been, this year has been one of favor. This year has been one of favor. When I tell you the way God has favored me today, there are so many ways I cannot tell you, or you will either laugh or you will cry. There are so many different ways. But I'll give you a few examples. One, you know, I graduated uni, first class at computer science. You know, I passed my driving test this year as well. But let me even tell you, Oh, God has connected me with, with, with generals and generals of the faith that have, that have opened doors for me that you cannot even imagine. The, the, I have, listen, I am doing, I am involved in things that are so rare for people my age to be involved in. So rare. But you think I can stand on this stage and say and tell you that I did it out of my own strength? God forbid, I will be lying. It is the favor of God that opened those doors for me. None of it was out of my own strength. Even this very building, let me, let me share the, the testimony of, of Pastor Wallet. You know, this very building you're sitting in is the favor of God. I'll share a story. For those of you not aware, I'll share a story very quickly. You know, Wallet has told us that before Imprint London had their building, we just have a cruise. Before we had their building, he prayed over this building and said, Lord, I want this building. The next thing he knows, the bishop contacts him and says, Wallet, are you looking for a building? Wallet says, yes. The bishop says, do you want this building? Wallet says, yes. The bishop then asked him, are you not going to pray? He says, no. Why? Because he has already prayed. And yet here we are, sitting in this very same building. The favor of God. You know, those of us who have been saved for a little while, uh, may have and probably should have, begun to realize that this Christian walk comes with many advantages that the world simply does not have access to, to the same measure that we do. Many advantages. You see, I like to say that living life as a Christian um, is almost as if living a life with spoilers or, or cheat codes, you can say. Why? Because I believe God in his manifold wisdom 
knowing full well the limitations of God. When I say limitations of God, I, I'm not referring to doing good or doing bad or sin. No, no, I'm talking way beyond. I'm talking about us being stuck in this fleshly body when I say limitations. So God in his wisdom, understanding the limitations of man, has placed systems of advantage that only believers have access to. He has given us advantage, advantages that the world simply do not have access to to the same measure that we do. Why? It's not only so that we can become successful within ourselves. Yes, that is part of it. But also so that we can advance the kingdom of God and bring in more souls so that they can also enjoy the same advantages that we enjoy today. Amen? And one of these systems of advantage is the grace that is called favor. Now, one Oxford uh, definition for favor is this. It says, treatment that is generous to one person or group in a way that seems unfair to others. Let me tell you, I can tell you from experience, favor is controversial. The favor of God, when it's on your life, very controversial. The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, but also in favor, not only in the eyes of man, but also in the eyes of God. You need both. We need both to be successful in this life. So very quickly, I want to give you five keys or, or principles which I believe help us to control but also activate this grace that is called favor. In fact, right now, I even want to pray very quickly. I pray that, Lord, you release grace on every person who is here or even watching online to, to keep in, in, in step with these principles so that even in a short amount of time, we will all be surprised by the glory and the changes of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the first key that activates the mysteries of this grace in your life, in your business, your ministry, whatever the case may be, the first key or principle is the principle of honor. I hope you're making notes. I really do. The principle of honor. Now, let me even preempt before I even talk about honor. Let me just preempt this by saying, you know, I believe, and, and the people who know me can testify of this fact, but I believe I am qualified and, and, and I am able to stand up on this stage and teach you about honor because I have lived a life of honor towards other people. I'm not coming on this stage and demanding honor from anybody. I, I couldn't care less if you honor me or not. But I come and teach you about honor for your sake. So you can access this grace that is called favor on, upon your life. So honor is the key to access. You can write that down. Honor is the key to access. Anytime a door closes before you and refuses to open, I can tell you that the name of the padlock that closed that door is called dishonor. It's called dishonor. So let me define honor very quickly. What is honor? Honor is the discerning, the celebrating, and the rewarding of men for the distinctive difference. I'll repeat that one more time. Honor is the discerning, the celebrating, and the rewarding of men for the distinctive difference. When I say men, I'm talking about men and women, but it's, the, it's the, their uniqueness. That is what you call honor. So real honor, it begins with discernment. You know, people, they love to say that all men are equal in Christ, that the same Lord is rich unto us. Yes, that may be true. 
But as far as the, as the discipline of purpose and the sacrifice of destiny goes, all men are not the same. You must have the fortitude in your mind to recognize and discern the difference between the two. Let me ask you, what do you think is the difference between a CEO and, and a young man who is just starting up his business? I'll tell you the difference. It's years of investing to build credibility. It's years of pain and mistake that the CEO had to, had to pay to learn. So when we talk about honor, you know, when I say, uh, yeah, when we talk about honor, it's, it's not human worship. There is, there is a type of honor that delves into human worship, which is wrong. But I can tell you this, and I know some people will agree with me when I say this, that great men are not great by mistake. They are testaments of endurance. But you see, we live in such a world where we have mastered the art of trivializing people. You will see a young man or woman stand on stage, or you'll see a young man or woman start a business, and you will think to yourself, oh, he's just like, he's just like me. She's doing the same things I'm doing. What a silly mistake. They think like that. Because let me tell you, no matter how anointed you may be, remember that you are leader, you are captain only within your jurisdiction. This honor has closed many doors for people. Now, honor is one of the mysteries by which when you begin to engage, it can release the favor on your life almost immediately. And I believe one of the clearest expressions of honor is actually gratitude. And so when you enter, you know, into the presence of, of greatness, of great people, like I'm saying, it's not human worship. But when you come before great men and women of God, regardless of their age and their stature, you acknowledge the sacrifices that they have made and then you express gratitude for, for all that they have invested. You know, some of you have had visions and dreams that one day you will rise up and advance. Some of you have even had it prophesied over you that you will go on to do great things and yet you are seeing nothing happen. Some of you have uncles and aunties, you have family members and friends. Some of you even have, have colleagues and bosses you can transform your life and yet you watch and you see how they don't tend to you and yet they are raising up everybody around you. Why? This honor has closed that door. So let me even challenge you. Let me even challenge you. Tomorrow is Monday. You know, most of us, I believe, they go, you go back to work, you go to uni, you go home, you ministry, whatever the case may be. All of us are going back to something tomorrow. So let me challenge you. If you're going to work or whatever the case may be, Take a gift. Even if you're still in your parents, take a gift. Some chocolate, flowers, whatever the case may be. Take something with you. Go up to them and be grateful. Honor them. Honor them. Be grateful for however long you have been under them and be grateful that you have grown as you have been under them. Because let me tell you, I can guarantee their response will be like, oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, and they'll walk off. I can guarantee that. But let me tell you something. They will never forget the fact that you intentionally honor them and so that when the next time for promotion comes around I can guarantee your name will be on top of that list why you stood out because you honored you may have got your job because of your degree and your experience but so did everyone else it is the honor that you show your manager your supervisor that your boss that will make you stand out it is these mysteries that give you the edge over everyone else in your context or your environment and therefore, it is honor 
that will guide your promotion. Dishonor. But why? Why is this the case? Why is it that when we honor, rewards are released unto us? Because you see, the scriptures make it clear that there are blessings attached to honor. You know, let's turn very quickly to the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 12. The book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 12. And it says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord God has given you. You see, when you genuinely honor everyone around you, especially your father and your mother, you invoke the blessing hand of God to come upon you. Amen. Now one final point I'm going to make when it comes to honor. You see, the prophetic is, is such that honor is your currency to accessing it. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 41, it says, He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And now please hear my heart. I speak this into the context of how you should treat leaders and, and ministers of the, of, of the word, you know, fivefold office ministers like myself, so that you are not unwise in your coming and your going, so that you are not unwise in how to treat them. Why? Because even just as this, as this um, 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 scripture says, the degree to which I can receive revelation on your behalf is directly correlated to the measure of honor that you walk in. Believe me, you know, I, I, some of these things I don't even want to share, but as a prophet, I've had the unfortunate experience of not being able to hear greatly for some of my friends, people around me, at one point even certain family members. Why? Because they became over familiar with me. I've had to experience such unfortunate things. But that being said, there are also great examples of this where people have honored well. I don't know where Justin's gone. I used him as an example in the earlier service as well. But let me tell you, I don't think Justin's ever, ever, ever came up to me and said, oh, I honor you. I don't think he ever has done that. However, every time I lay hands on that man and I prophesy over him, by the flow of revelation, the accuracy that I prophesy over him, I know somewhere in his heart, he has honor towards me. You can ask him yourself. I'm not lying. He won't lie to you. You can ask him yourself. I have prophesied of things over him that it's impossible for me to know. Impossible. Why? Because he walks in honor. And there's many other people in this room that are the same. But so the point I am emphasizing is that we have to learn to conduct ourselves in honor, especially when it does come to leaders and, and speakers and faithful ministers so that you can receive the fullness of their grace. And I'm not saying this because I want honor. Believe me, like I said, I couldn't care less if you honor me or not. I say this for your sake that you won't miss out on the fullness of their anointing and their grace. I want you to receive fullness from them. Let me tell you, honor is what keeps the doors open, the doors of opportunity open for you, your children, and your children's children. It is honor that will keep those doors open. Amen? You guys are very quiet. The first service was, was, was shouting and they were loud. You guys are half asleep. Anyway, anyway, anyway. 
So that, that was the first, that was the first key, the first principle. Oh no, the second one. Second key, which I believe grants access to this grace called favor, is value. Is value. So what is value? Value is, is a measure of your usefulness through your ability to provide solutions. That is value. It is a measure of your usefulness within your context and your ability to provide natural and supernatural solutions. For this is what the scriptures say, Proverbs 22 verse 29. In fact, let's turn there very quickly. The book of Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. says, do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before mere men. You see, I believe that we are all called to be a people of, of exceptional value. Why? Because you have to understand that the kingdom works based on a reward system. So how do we know that we are valuable? By who is willing to pursue you. By who is willing to inconvenience themselves to have access to you. The people pushed the crowds. They were in pain just to touch the garment of Jesus. They will inconvenience themselves just for that sake. But who is willing to pursue you? You see, the moment that there is a dispensing of a value, whether it is good or, sorry, sorry whether it is sold or that it is given free, the law of God that we're talking about now, it demands that the individual is rewarded. So let me tell you, focus far more on developing yourself more than your business plan. It is good to give value, yes, but it's even better to be the value yourself. And let me tell you, success is not what you pursue. If you find yourself pursuing success, you've already missed it. You've already missed it. But instead, you attract success more by who you become than what you do. Your becoming is greater than your doing. And I believe this is where sometimes we as believers can miss it completely. Because your doing is at most useful when you have first begun, or first become. And so the most important thing about success is not what you can obtain or acquire from it. But instead, it's the version of yourself that you can attain to have that same results. Your growth is greater than you're doing in regards to success. So I believe we have to strip ourselves of this arrival mindset and understand that we are always growing as a people. You know, how do we know that our value has reached its prime when your audience is only kings? When your audience is only kings of your context, of your industry, whether it be CEOs, bosses, political figures, whatever the case may be. When your audience is only made up of, of kings, is when your value has reached its prime. And so I encourage you, you know, do not stop until you can recognize that the people that sit before you are kings. Do not stop. The reason I say that is because it is only kings. The kings of this world, it's only kings. who can reward you in such a way that is befitting of the sacrifice you pay to get there. 
Every other reward that you get is just leverage to get you into that palace in the first place to stand before kings. I mean, read, read the story of, of Joseph in the Bible. I don't have time to go for it, but read the story of Joseph, of how he ministered to multiple people, but every reward he received from those people was this leverage to get him into the palace. And then he ministered to Pharaoh how many times? Once. He only ministered to, to, to Pharaoh once. And yet Pharaoh gave him an entire nation as a reward. An entire nation. Kings will reward you befitting of the sacrifice that you have paid. So what is your value in your context? Amen. So the third key, our third principle. I don't know how I'm doing for time, by the way, but that's the third, third principle to access in this grace called favor is relationships. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. It says, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Now, the word agree here means it means to be compatible, to have a degree of agreeableness. So please, we have to understand that this, the, the command that Scripture gives us to be fruitful also means to be relational because everything becomes fruitful on the basis of relationship. Everything. Everything begins to multiply due to relationships. And so I believe there's an intelligence that we have to acquire when, it, when it's to do with managing relationships. <laughs> Let me tell you, when, when God begins to you know, lift you up in any area of your life, by any measure, no matter what it may be, use that as leverage to firstly build relationships. Anytime God lifts you, the first thing you should do is build relationships. Because you're according to the understanding of times and seasons. You won't, you won't be in that same place for a long time. So use that window of opportunity to establish relationships. Because let me tell you from experience, it is relationships that will keep you afloat. Now, let me even ask you, how, do you have anybody in your life, if you were to call them at 4 a.m. in the morning, they will answer you because you have just gone through something and something drastic. Do you have anybody like that in your life? Let me even share one experience. Uh, I know there may be new people here who are watching online. And so what I'm about to share, I don't share to frighten anybody. You know, or to scare anybody in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I share it because it is the experience of some individuals like myself. So there's a month, I think it was a month ago, a couple months ago. There was, there was like two nights, but one night, you know, I was sleeping and I had the most disturbing dream. The most disturbing dream. I woke up out of that dream at 4 a.m. in the morning. And when I tell you the way demons fill my room, my goodness. I was under direct torment from demons. But fortunately enough, A, I was able to pray. But secondly, I was able to pick up my phone and text a friend I value very much. I text them and said, are you awake? Can you pray? I kid you not. At 4 a.m. in the morning, 10 minutes later, I got a text back from them saying, I hope you're okay. I am praying for you. 4 a.m. in the morning. Do you have anyone in your life like that? Because I can tell you from experience, relationships are what will keep you afloat. But let me also say, don't just attempt to have relationships with people who have already risen because you already know what the future is like. Instead, build relationships with those who are rising 
Because let me tell you, those who are rising are far more powerful than those who have already risen. I'll say this to say, you know, you have no idea what that person sitting next to you is going to be in 10 years' time. The relationships that you invest and value today, I can guarantee you they will open doors for you in the future you can never even imagine. Never even imagine. Relationships are an investment. So please don't ever expect returns when you have made no investment in the first place. That is why I say it's good to show honor to everybody around you. Those above you and even those below you. Show love, respect, and honor to everybody. Because a well-stewarded relationship is a, is a key to a life in favor. Amen? Because of time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on very quickly. The, the, fourth, the fourth key. To access this grace called favor of your life is through prayer. Through prayer. So you can invoke, you can provoke favor through prayer. I said earlier that Wally prayed for this building and now we are sitting here. All he did was pray. That's all he did. Pray. One quick prayer. Probably even thought it was a throwaway prayer. One quick prayer and he prayed. And yet, we are now sitting in this building. And so I encourage you, you know, to, to devote time to praying over favor, whether it's a week, a month, whatever the case may be. Devote some time just praying over favor, but also praying for favor over the promises that God has spoken over you. Devote some time praying for favor. You know, I share a story very, very quickly. You know, I don't want to spend too much time, but there was one time when I was when I was um, on my way to college, and I got off the bus. As I got off the bus, the person in front of me they they dropped five pound note on the floor. And let me tell you, back in those days, we did not have a lot of money. Okay. I remember clearly, I must have had, what, 82p in my account. On the, the 80, I remember clearly, 82p. Did not have a lot of money. So I picked up that five pound and I thought, hmm, what should I eat today for lunch? And the next thought that came to my mind was run after that man and give him the money back. So that's what I did in front of everybody. This is back in college. In front of everybody, I ran after him and I gave him that money back. And I think for lunch that day, I bought donuts from Tesco. That's all I had donuts but then on the way back home that day because in Leicester you know I live about an hour away from city center so I used to walk I was walking home on the way as I got near to my house what do you think I saw on the floor that day five pound notes and by this time there was nobody around so I picked it up I put it in my walk pocket and I carried on stepping but two minutes later I had the Lord say to me, this is a sign that you will never know luck in your life. And I remember I lifted it out of my pocket, I put it to the sky, and I prayed, Lord, as you have spoken, I will never know luck. Let me tell you, from that day onwards, there's not been a single day, no matter how difficult my days have been. They have been difficult. I can tell you they have been difficult. But there's not been a single day in my life I have known luck. And I'll pray in Jesus' name, I never will. There's not been a single day. Why? All I did was pray on the back of what God has spoken. That's what I did. Favor. Favor. The Bible says, as for the earth, out of it comes bread. But remember, 
that man is not your source. Yes, there are channels through which God delivers, but God is your main source and provider. Amen? The final key. The final key. I'm doing better than the first service, to be honest. I spent like 45 minutes on that one. Final key. Let's wrap up. Is what I like to call the Esther anointing. The Esther anointing. Let's turn to the book of Esther, chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, very quickly. The book of Esther, chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. Now I'm sharing this because I believe the grace of favor can be imparted onto you by another person. verse 15 it says this it says now when the turn came for Esther the daughter of Abihel the uncle of Mordecai who had taken her as his daughter to go into the king she requested nothing but what Haggai the king's eunuch the custodian of the women advised and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her verse 16 so Esther was taken to the king and into his royal palace and in the 10th month, which is the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign, the king loved Esther more than all the other women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than any, all the other virgins. And so he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. When you read the verses prior to 15, you will find it says that there were many women. Many women were presented the king and yet it was Esther who was favored why because she found a strange man called Haggai and this man he walked with the king and he knew exactly what the king wanted to hear and what he wanted to see and that same likeness believe me the Holy Spirit knows the hearts of all of your destiny helpers he knows what they want to hear and he knows what they want to see Oh, truly I tell you there's a grace called favor there's a grace called favor and the function of this grace what it does is that it insists on the heart of man it will turn the heart of man for you I'll wrap up with this very quickly you see the proof of, of favor the proof to know if, if the grace of favor is on your life is not wealth or riches necessarily but the proof of favor is, is, that the, is if the loyalty of the heart of man towards you and towards your, your assignment and purpose. That is the proof that the grace of favor is on your life. The loyalty of the heart of man for you and your purpose and assignments. Now, I, I believe many believers have, have not come access, I've not received access to this grace, not only for the five reasons I have, I've mentioned, but also because they have never cared to ask for this grace. But I can tell you from experience, this grace can transform your life. It is a system of advantage the Lord has given us for free. And so if you want this grace, stand up. two minutes very quickly like earlier I just wanted to pray no prayer point just stir up your heart 
and lift your voices. Begin to pray. If you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. If you can pray in understanding, pray in understanding. But nonetheless, pray. Come on, pray. Begin to lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Pray, pray, pray. Mm. Pray for the promises that God has spoken over you, over your family, over your business, your career, your ministry, whatever the case may be. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. That you will receive the grace of favor. You shall receive the grace of favor. Come on, let's pray. You shall receive this grace. to just begin to contend now on behalf of all the promises the Lord has made to you. Every promise that you can think of that the Lord has made to you. Everything He has ever prophesied or spoken over you, your family, your business, whatever the case may be. Everything He has prophesied and promised you. Begin to contend. Begin to contend that in this season, over the next year, you will see these promises come to pass. Come on, pray. Lift up these promises. Bring them back to God's remembrance. Every single promise. Every single word. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Mm. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray.
thank you, Lord, for this grace. This grace that can transform our lives. Oh, we thank you. And I just want to ask Pastor Wally to release what I just called the Esther anointing upon us all. So, Wally, if you could just release. Thank you. Yeah, as Uncle was just sharing about the grace um, of favor, specifically he referred to Esther. Um, before I just pray into that particular thing, I just want to read another verse um, in the book of Esther, which is Esther chapter 4, verse 14. And this is where I believe it's Mordecai, Esther's um, uncle speaking to her. And he says these words to Esther, who was literally, she was in a situation where she had the opportunity um, to help her people um, literally help her people um, be a help her people to to stop them being obliviated entirely and this is what her uncle says she he says for if you remain silent at this time relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place but but you and your family but you, but you and your father's family will perish. And who, and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I'll read that last bit again. And it says, and who knows but you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Another translation literally says, for you were created for such a time like this. And the reason why favor is so important, um, it's not because, you know, um, if I get exalted, if I get promoted, it means that all of my dreams um, will happen. It means that I get to keep everything for myself. But the reason why Esther was favored by man, the reason why she was favored by the king, is so that she can actually see her people completely delivered and her people completely set free. And I think sometimes when people think of favor, they think it's just for you, it's just for your own personal promotion. But the reason why the Lord actually exalts you and the reason why the Lord favors you is so you can point other people to him. The reason why sometimes, you know, sometimes I hear um, Christians say, oh, um, you know, the Lord has given me um, visions and dreams about business, about wealth, and, you know, I feel like God wants me to be a rich person. But ultimately, the reason why he wants to entrust you with wealth is so that you'll be a greater, greater steward um, for his kingdom, and ultimately, so that perhaps you might even be able to finance different opportunities to point people to Jesus. So I just really feel like that point needs to be emphasized, that we have favor not just for our own gain but ultimately we can point other people to Jesus and maybe if you're in this room right now maybe you don't even know of Jesus maybe your friend just brought you along I just want to say you know this topic of favor might be might be completely foreign to you but ultimately we believe that it's because God gives it to his believers. He gives it to us as Christians so we can provide and so we can provide more people with that opportunity to know about his great love. And maybe if you're in this place and you don't know of Jesus, as we pray, simply just say, God, would you would you reveal yourself to me? Would you reveal your love? Would you reveal your forgiveness to me? 
So I just want to pray into what Onka spoke to us about. That the Lord would just pour out his favor. He would give us opportunities to connect with, with people who are influential. Um, he would give us those um, ability to articulate in, in great places. So ultimately, we can point people to you, Jesus. So if you feel like, yes, God, I, I want that. I want you to give me that ability. I want you to give me that grace. Then just hold your hands open. And I'm just going to pray for us. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come, Jesus? Would you come and pour out your grace? Would you come and pour out your favor in the name of Jesus? We thank you that you favor your people, you favor your believers, so they can do a great work of seeing other people saved, other people set free in the name of Jesus other people saved and other people set free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Genesis chapter 45 verse 7, it says this, Joseph said to his brothers, God sent me ahead of you to preserve you so that there'll be, um, to preserve you for a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a greater deliverance. And I just pray for my brothers and sisters in this room and even online that you are sending them ahead of other people to do a great work of deliverance, to see other people set free from addictions, to see, to see other people set free from their pain, to see other people set free from torment in the name of Jesus. And I thank you even for that, um, that that words that Onka shared about how his friend was able to text him at night saying, I'm praying for you. I pray that you would raise up people in this household. You would raise up people online who would, who would hear the cries of other people in the name of Jesus and who will point um, other people to Jesus and who would be hands and feet of great deliverance in the name of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, right now, would you come and pour out your favor? come and pour out your favor right now would you come and pour out a special anointing right now an anointing to speak an anointing to connect an anointing to provide in the name of Jesus yeah maybe you just need to say these words God help me to see beyond myself. Help me to see beyond myself. Help me to live beyond myself. Yeah, just one more time. Help me to see beyond myself. Joseph like an Esther who saw the deliverance of great, who saw a great deliverance among their people and it's possible for your life as well that the Lord can raise you up to be someone who sees great deliverance for their people for your family for your friends, for your city, for your workplace thank you Holy Spirit 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, maybe you just want to start lifting up your own praise to the Lord. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, let's just wait. Thank you, Lord. I feel like in this moment, the Lord is actually giving people just a gift of compassion. There's some words that the Lord says to Moses when he sends him to be a deliverer for the Israelites. He says to him that I hear the cries of my people, therefore I'm sending you. And I feel like for some of us, we've actually just become quite numb to the pain, to the torment that's surrounding those who are in our world. Maybe even those quite close to us, maybe even family members. We've just become quite indifferent. And I actually feel like the Lord right now just wants to give some people the gift of tears. And it's just a sign of compassion being stirred up again in your heart. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and take away that numbness? Would you come and break off indifference right now? I just had a sense that there were, you know, Onka shared his testimony about his night, and I just had a sense that there were even some people in this room, you just feel like whilst you're sleeping, um, you just feel quite 
oppressed and you're just having difficulty with sleeping. Um, and I also just felt like there was some people you just felt like mentally, you just felt, me- I think, simply mentally and quiet and unstable. Um, and if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to do a bold thing and to just like raise a hand and I would just love to pray for you if that's okay. Yeah, thank you. And if it's okay, um, if, if you're comfortable, if the people around you, if you could just lay a hand, I'm going to ask members of the prayer team to come out, and we're just going to pray for you. Yeah, members of the prayer team, could you just come, come out, and if we can just lay hands on people. Yeah. Holy Spirit, come. Come and set, come and set your people free. Come and set your people free. I know it's a brave thing, but if it's anyone else as well, just raise a hand. We're just going to pray for freedom. We believe that the Lord sets people free mentally. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but we just want to pray that he completely just gives you peace during the night hour. So God, we pray any form of insomnia that I go right now. any form of night terror to go right now sleep paralysis go right now even if it's a form of confusion if it's a form of stress God I pray that you would relieve it right now in the name of Jesus I feel like it's still a few more people like even stress it's just keeping you up at night and it's quite subtle I just pray right now if that's you yeah maybe you just want to lift a hand that's you and maybe even online. We just pray right now that stress goes. Thank you, Lord. Stress go right now. If this is new to you, it's completely fine. We're just praying that the Lord just sets free those who perhaps are dealing with stress or any form of pain. We believe he does this. It's a God of healing. Come Holy Spirit. for some you're just going to feel a soothing sensation on your mind and it's just the Lord just cleansing that confusion cleansing that stress come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord Father, right now I just release your favor. 
I release your favor in the name of Jesus. I pray for areas of lack to be filled. I pray where there's confusion, you will bring your wisdom in the name of Jesus. I pray that where there's been restriction, where there's been limitation, would you come and break your people free in the name of Jesus. I pray where there's been mental torment, would you come and set the captives free in the name of Jesus. bless your people right now with provision I feel for some that's going to be just this weird acceleration and I think it's just a sign of the Lord saying I trust you but I also just hear a warning from the Lord saying don't get distracted so God, would you help us to keep our minds focused on what's important in the name of Jesus? Help us not to build treasures here on earth. Help us not to be captivated by, by the things of this world. But help us to remain rooted on what's important in the name of Jesus and building your kingdom. So I just bless everyone here, everyone online with protection in the name of Jesus. Would you protect our minds and would you protect our peace? In Jesus' name, amen.